is happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts. And I'm Sarah Lucy, and this is Branded, your comprehensive guide to creative branding. And on this episode of the podcast, we thought we'd take a little bit of a deeper dive into writing a book. Yeah, we talked about a couple weeks ago about starting the writing process and how Larry and I both um, are writing a book. And now we're going to go a little deeper and how we really make it happen and the different tools that y'all can use. And I want to point out for people who are not watching uh, but listening that we're changing it up. And Larry has foregone his red hat and is now wearing a pink hat because oh. our brand is pink. And it makes my heart so happy. That is too funny. And, you know, honestly, I mean, this is an opportunity to officially announce the fact that branded is actually an LLC now. So we is we went into business together. It's official. Yeah. So it's so cool. So, and we're going to actually talk about that on an upcoming episode, not necessarily about how branded became a company, but how you juggle uh, your brand when you own multiple companies, because I have Red Hat Media and now I have branded as well. And Sarah has favorite daughter media and now she has branded as well. So how do we keep our uniqueness within our own brands while at the same time doing justice to our co-brand? So uh, it's an interesting journey for sure, but we're going to dig into that a little bit deeper in an upcoming episode. For sure. But back to books. Uh, so your book came out a couple weeks ago. Um, yours is official. You're an author. It's amazing. And <laughs> Uh, just this morning, on um, the day we're recording this, my illustrator got me back the first draft of the illustrated version of my book. And God, I'm so obsessed with her. She is so amazing. It's uh, Jasmine Designs out of Australia. And it kind of like gets me thinking about all the steps that went into this. So when I, I think like we talked a lot about starting that process and kind of figuring out what your book's going to be about and like why we're going to write a book. But when you started with your book, how did you actually get started? Like, how did you figure out the, I guess, the template or the outline? Like, what did you use? I feel like I know the answer and it's probably ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. It was ChatGPT, man. Because, you know, and I don't recall, honestly, if I told the story on the previous uh, episode of the show, but in case you're a new listener, uh, I, I had to have a book. And it's because I, I really, I got exposed. You know, I, I flew out to San Diego, did a talk for entrepreneurs organization, and uh, the talk was on AI and it went really well. And after I came off stage, a lot of the members were coming up saying, hey, thanks for coming out, blah, blah, blah. Would love to buy your book. Problem was, there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no book. So I was super, super exposed in that moment and uh, knew I couldn't get, you know, I, I couldn't be exposed like that again. So um, I went home and immediately thought, well, I, I just did a talk on using AI for content creation and I'd spent the whole year last year talking about it. So kind of made sense for me to try to figure out how to write a book with Chad GPT. And that's what I did, man. You know, I sat down and uh, did some some persona modeling of myself within ChatGPT, and uh, thought that I would mix it up because you know there's a couple of things that I love to talk about. Well, there's a few. There's podcasting, there's branding, and then there's AI. So I thought I would leverage AI to write a book about branding. And in that book about branding, of course, we talk about podcasting. So using ChatGPT, I was able to wrap up all three the the trifecta of what I focus on. And uh, it worked out extremely well. Yeah, I, I used ChatGPT a little. I actually discovered 
a different tool called Chapterly, which is an AI tool specifically for writing a book. And what I really liked about it was it would break it up into chapters for you. So, but not create the chapters, not create the content, but just give you a template that's just section one, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. And that was really helpful for me because if I just looked at the blank document, I would have not written the book. Right. Um, and then it gives you the option to then have it help you write it, which I didn't really use. I just used it for the template. And the thing that I found was that I could not get my thoughts together enough that it took me probably four attempts to even come up with the concept of my book. I just kept changing it because it's like like you had said, you have the things that you were really talking about. You ended up hitting that trifecta. I tried to shove everything into this book and then I had to just keep taking things out because it was getting so messy. I had an entire section about branding. I thought the book was going to be about branding. It is not about branding. I leave that out completely now. And like it took a lot of basically trial and error for me to figure out what is the actual concept of this book. Well, I, I think that's it's it's that way with everything because I mean, I did the same thing just using Chad GPT. I started writing the book within ChatGPT, but I wanted to use the red hat as the analogy for branding. And I wanted to make sure that that red hat was the theme throughout the entire book. So in feeding that information to ChatGPT, it was then able to give me an outline uh, of each chapter. And before I knew it, I had 12 chapters for the book and an entire outline, each of which were referencing the red hat as an analogy for your brand and was able to flesh that out. So the approach was somewhat similar because it was an iterative process, but yours was more iterative from a creative and mine was more iterative from a, I don't know, I guess we could say a technical perspective. Yeah. And like I used ChatGPT too, like a lot throughout the process. So just speak like your book, it was meant to be mostly AI created yeah. because that was the point. Mine, I did write it, but that doesn't mean I didn't use ChatGPT. Like we, I think as a writer, there's kind of a, I don't know, I feel like there's kind of a dichotomy between like, are you using it? Are you not? What are you using it for? But I did use it and I would write a chapter and then just put it in ChatGPT and say like, did I miss anything? Because mm -hmm. my book is about storytelling. So I would explain all these different storytelling concepts through my own stories but the first time around i had it was so much story and not enough information right and so i would put i put the whole book in chat and i'm like how can we make this have more educational content and took some ideas that it gave me and then wrote that out so it doesn't have to be a i use it or i don't um it's not there's there's no just either it's completely written by chat or you didn't touch chat like there's ways that you can incorporate it and do it I mean, it's there for a reason. It's there to help you. And I'm very confident that the book I'm putting out now is going to be more impactful for readers than it would have if I did it the first version. Sure. So like it did nothing but help, but it didn't write my book. Well, it didn't write all of my book either. I'd say it probably wrote 80 to mm -hmm. well, 80, 87.3% uh, rounded, of course. Uh, but <laughs> it wrote a bunch of it, but I still went back through and added my own anecdotes and my own stories and my own insights into each and every chapter. And that's something that we have to keep in mind. You know, people don't, it's funny because this is actually the second book that I've written. The first book I wrote was 
uh, about podcasting. And I, it was so bad. I recently pulled it off of Amazon. So it's <laughs> not even out there anymore. But, uh, you know, that book, was I wrote it completely from scratch. And mm-hmm. uh, I kind of went through a similar process to what you went through, except when I wrote it, Chad GPT wasn't around. Mm-hmm. But when I started writing that book, I got about, I don't know, it was, I, I signed up for a 30 day project to write a book and become an Amazon number one bestseller, which this book did become a multi-category Amazon number one bestseller. But in that 30 days, we started writing and about, I don't know, day 10, 11 or something like that. I start looking at the book and it's more of a autobiography than anything. Cause it was about podcasting and it really didn't mm-hmm. have lot to do with podcasting. I had just started writing. And next thing you knew, I, I had written basically a journal of, of my life. And I look back and I go, this is not what this is supposed to be at all. This is ridiculous. So I mean, I literally had to scrap that, that, that phase of the project and go back and start completely from scratch. So uh, having versions of your book is just something that you can expect. Yeah, I, I think the first time I sat down, I was like, I'm gonna write this book. It was the same thing. It was like almost like a therapy session for myself. And I did not publish a single word of it. It would have been horrible if I did, because it was just all of these things that I hadn't said out loud that I just put on paper. And I'm like, this isn't even relevant. This is nonsense. Like, this is just I things I guess I just had to say. And yeah. I did. And then we moved on um, and they did. It did not make it into the book. But I don't. I was talking to someone at Podfest, and she is about to start her own writing process. And I think, she, like, she was considering paying one of those companies to help her self-publish, and it was going to be a lot of money, mm-hmm. like four to five figures sure. um, for the process. Yeah, and it, it like, I, I, I try to talk her out of it just because the process of self-publishing seems to be so gatekept, gatekept, gatekeepered. I don't know, whatever it is. Like <laughs> the people who do actually work in the self-publishing world, they try to make it seem like it's way more difficult than it is. Oh, they so do. So that they can charge people like an arm and a leg yeah, yeah. to help with their book. Yeah. So I guess kind of what we're just trying to say in all of this is that it's not that hard. Like you can do it yourself. We did it our, well, I did have help. I did pay a company, but it was a very reasonable price. And it's just, there's nothing that they can do that you can't. No, a hundred percent. And you know, it, it does feel good though. Sometimes, not sometimes, but all the time, it feels good to have a coach. Oh, hundred percent. It feels good to have somebody there to help you overcome. Uh, I just spoke at a conference yesterday here in Dallas. And one of the questions that came from the audience was how do you overcome imposter syndrome? And you know, it, there's not a real straightforward answer as to how you overcome imposter syndrome other than to just do it and know that maybe this first draft isn't going to be your best work, but it's your work. And that's more important than anything. And whether you have a coach or whether you do it on your own, just doing it is what's absolutely critical. And, you know, in writing my book, I mean, it took me a couple weeks, you know, a couple, three weeks to actually do the entire book. Uh, and since then, I've, I've run through a couple of other proofs of concept for the book process, and I can get it done in about a week now just because I've outlined the tools that I used. I have a process now. I've documented the process and can replicate it over and over again for anybody on any topic for any kind of book. But at the same time, is it going to be as heartfelt as maybe someone that sits down and spends 
couple months writing a book or a year writing their book. You know, it took you a while to write your book, but you wrote it and you rewrote it and then probably even rewrote it again. But it is something that you're emotionally attached to, something that you're taking a tremendous amount of pride in. And I take pride in my book as well. And I got to tell you, feels pretty doggone good to sign your little name inside the front cover of that book and hand it to somebody that's like, oh my gosh, I got your book, Lair. And it's really, really cool. But at the same time, my book was written to serve a different purpose. And while I do have a, a personal, uh, emotionally driven book in me, if I take that, if I do ever write that book, I, I'll take a different approach. You know what I mean? I'll actually sit down and I will actually write every chapter. But whether I use ChatGPT or whether I take the actual, you know, straight from the brain to the pen approach, uh, it, it's, it's still not that difficult to do. There's value in coaches 100% and in accountability partners. But I think if someone is trying to make it seem like you can't do it without them, you can't do it by yourself, it's called self-publishing for a reason because people do it for themselves. Like it's not, I don't, if you're offering your services as a, like, I'll make it easier for you or I'll help you through the process, like that's different. But I feel like some of them are just, you need me to do this for you. And you don't, it's not rocket science. None of this is brain surgery. When I was having that conversation, I think what I said was do as much as you can by yourself and then see where you actually need support. Like don't pay the, I think it was like $6,000 up front before you've even started because you don't know what you need. You, right. It's the same thing. I talk about this with, on the financial coaching side when you're like planning a wedding, put the money towards the things that are going to be the most important for you which is usually like the photographer, the video and the food. The rest is not that important. So have someone professionally proofread it. Have someone professional that's going to edit it. If you don't know how to do the layout yourself, you can either have someone lay out your book for you for printing, or you can use a tool like Atticus is the one that you used. I've yeah. used Chapterly does that as well. Like there are tools to do that. I'm having my book fully illustrated. And with that, I'm actually doing it on a barter system. I'm going to help her with her podcast. But I 100% I'd like I told her you are not allowed to do this for free for me because uh, she had offered to do my cover for free. And that is something I 100% would have paid for because I just I can't do that. I don't have that skill. So pick out the things that you know you can't do yourself. And that's what you hire someone to do. You don't need to hire someone for the entire process before you've even started the process. 100%. And, you know, if I think about it, too, I only used a handful of tools to write my book. Yeah. And if you look at the tools and what the cost of those tools are, the cost was was fairly minimal. I'm actually trying to think of the actual all the tools. I use ChatGPT, which runs me, what, 20 bucks a month. But you would I, have had that anyway. I have it regardless. You know, I can't, I can't go a day without talking to ChatGPT. Uh, so I used ChatGPT. I used Canva to design my cover. Which you would have paid for anyway. I pay for that regardless. So I already have that. Um, I did buy Atticus, which I think was, uh, I think it was a hundred and a half, like 149 or something for uh, like a lifetime subscription to Atticus. So I can write infinite books for $149. I so played in that for my book as well. So yeah. I paid nothing for that because you had already paid for it. Yeah, Thank, so Thank you. you. <laughs> So, so now we're up to what? Say 150, 20 bucks a month, I guess, for Canva. I don't even know. I think it's about 20 bucks for the pro. But and you would have been paying for it anyway. 20 bucks a month. Yeah, I'm still sub $200 for the three tools that I use to actually design my book. Now, 
I will say that I did take after I kind of figured out the the book cover in Canva, I did take it over to Photoshop. So I also have a subscription to Adobe. I would have that anyways, again, as a content creator, I already had that too, but I think that's another 20 bucks a month. So now we're just a little over 200 bucks in, in product and subscriptions that I used. And that's it. I mean, I don't think I used anything else uh, other than you, you know, going back and forth with you a little <laughs> bit as well. So again, it's good to have And I that. am priceless. So. She, she's priceless. I'm, that's, I'm, well, this is, I'm paying the price right now with this pink hat on my head. <laughs> So that's, that's what I get. So, but my point there is, is, and then publishing, publishing is completely free. Yeah. You go to Which Katie. is new actually, because if you use Ingram spark, which is what I'm using so that my book can be in places other than just Amazon. Cause if you just go through KDP, it'll only be on Amazon. They used to actually charge you like 50 bucks or something to put your book up, like up on their platform. They don't do that anymore. They've taken away that fee. So even publishing is free. I used I use Chapterly and that is like you get two weeks free and then it's 10 bucks a month. So I paid for it for a couple of months and then canceled it. And so I don't know, I spent maybe like 30, 40 bucks on Chapterly. I wrote my book in Google Docs. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Google Docs. Yeah, yes. which is free. I used Google Docs. I took it out of chat GPT and stuck it in Google Docs for the mm -hmm. formatting and chapterizing, I guess. Is yeah. That word? Uh, yeah. But I'm an author. I can I can use that. <laughs> But but I did like I did pay a company. And so I worked with um, a publisher and he did the stuff that I couldn't do myself. He handled the editing and the proofreading and he is helping me with some of the more technical pieces of the actual like getting it into um, Amazon and making sure that Barnes and Noble will have access to it and things like that. So he's helping me with the stuff that I don't fully understand. That brings up like the ISBN number and the barcode. Oh, yeah. So we, we did buy the, you actually bought uh, ISBN numbers. And I don't know if you bought barcodes or not, but you definitely bought the ISBN. I, I bought 10 ISBN numbers for like 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then I somehow screwed mine up that you gave me. So I ended up. <laughs> Uh, his Chris, one of his Christmas presents was supposed to be a free ISBN number because I bought them in bulk. And then he's like, yeah, I tried it. I ruined it. It's not usable anymore. I bought a new yeah, one. Yeah, I totally blitzed that son of a gun. Uh, <laughs> but I ended up using the free ISBN number from Amazon because here's the thing, too. And this goes back to some differences in our approach is I don't care if it's only on Amazon. Because my whole thing is I want to be able to walk up to a, a networking conference or go to a speaking engagement, and I want a box of my books with me when I'm at these conferences. And I don't care if they're only available on Amazon. I don't really have these delusions of my, from my perspective only, delusions of author grandeur of being in these Nook uh, bookstores or Barnes & Noble. I don't care. Because for me personally, that's not the purpose of this book. Yeah. It doesn't fulfill that that desire. Now, if I ever write that real book, and I'm using the term real in quotes, um, because what I have is a real book, but if I actually write that 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 heartfelt memoir uh, of mine, then yeah, I'll want to take that approach. So uh, it really just depends on what your goals are for your book and what you're looking to accomplish. Something I also learned that was really interesting, because I was one of my biggest things. I mean, like I did have the delusions of I actually want my book in stores. And that's perfect. And even, fun. but I, even if it meant I sneak into a store and put my book on a shelf, like my book was going to end up in stores. Sure, sure. But I didn't realize that you can get your book in a store just by kind of asking nicely. <laughs> like it's not that hard. I want, yeah. so 
a couple if you go to like a local bookstore that's like an independent bookstore in your area a lot of them will have a consignment program so you actually just buy like a case of your your book from author copies which you can usually buy for about three bucks a copy and you just give them to the store they'll sell them in their store and then give you a percentage of the profit and so i'm doing that at a couple stores but i went to a barnes and noble there's two near me i went to one and I had asked if they do like a consignment program or if there's any way I could do some kind of book launch, book signing event. And she's like, well, we don't do a consignment program because that's a lot of paperwork, but just send us the ISBN number when it comes available and we'll just order it. I'm like, so you'll just just sell my book in, in your store, in the same store that sells like all of these authors that are famous and successful that I grew up reading. Like you'll sell right. my book, right. the one with my name on it. And she's like, yeah, just give me the ISBN number. And I, 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 I almost started crying. Yeah. I'm like, I can, I can actually have my book on the shelves in Barnes and Noble. All I had to do was just ask you, just, uh huh. <laughs> and she said that she can't do a signing because they stopped that specific store stopped them after COVID. But she's like, yeah, if you go down the street to the like next closest Barnes and Noble, they'll probably do it. So I went to that store and she's like, yeah, just send me the ISBN number. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand what's happening right now. Yeah, it All seems I so had to do was ask. It, exactly. And it seems so far-fetched and so out of reach for so many people. Yeah. But honestly, you're, you're putting in a lot of footwork. You're putting a lot of effort. You're asking questions. But that's all it takes is to put a little time in after you write your book, reach out to people. I mean, even my little Chad GPT book, it's in a, a, a public library in West Virginia because someone I didn't is, know that. Yeah, yeah, J.R. Sparrow, who was, he actually oh, was a yeah. well, He reached out to me random and goes, hey bro, I'm on the committee for the West Virginia Public Library or something. Uh, love to get your book in there for you. He sent me a little form, I filled it out. So now under the red hey, hat- J.R. sent me that form. <laughs> It's in a it's in a West Virginia public library. So if you That's want to crazy. do the legwork, you know, I would imagine that I could get it in other libraries too. Just yeah. if I were to put in the effort and the time to 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 go ask. And Honestly, the hardest part about it is just like getting over the imposter syndrome piece of it. Because yeah. I'm just like I feel so silly. Yeah. Like like hey guys, I'm gonna do a book signing. Like who would act? Who would care? Like why I would heard, anyone? Right? Kind of like, I know I felt so silly to the point that I actually first texted everyone I know that lives in the area saying if I did a book signing would you go so that I'm not there by myself like I just need to pretend people are there yeah. um, I even was like I'll Venmo you back the cost of the book I don't care I considered going on like tinder and setting up like 20 dates at the time and place of my book signing. So all of these people just show up. Um, I posted in a Facebook group, like, would anyone be willing to do this? And it's like so many people were like, oh my God, tell me when I would love to support you. Yeah. Like I was so scared. Like I felt so silly. But then I was talking to the, um, his name is Vince that I did pay to help me with the book publishing process. He's like, oh no, you need to do it. Like, go have, have people take your pictures, like write press releases, do as much as you can. Like, I don't, there's no reason that your book is not as real as like any book that's written by a like already published author or already successful author. So yeah. the hardest part, honestly, is just giving yourself permission to do it and to take it seriously. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's the coolest thing ever, man. I'm sitting here. Actually, I've got an envelope right here. Uh, ironically enough, it's kind of a mauve, purple, pink color. But one of my books is. <laughs> I'm changing novel. him slowly every day. <laughs> I am changing him. But there's a copy of my book in here because somebody hit me up and goes, "Hey, man, I still need my signed copy." Mm-hmm. So what did I do this morning? I sat down. I autographed about 25 copies of my book because we're going to Colorado next week. Yep. Of course, I want my signature in each of those as well. And I got to tell you, man, it, you you want a great way to start a Sunday morning, crack open a nice fat monster, grab a stack <laughs> of your book, get you this nice Sharpie, pop that pen off and give it a sniff. Mm, that's a delicious smell. Don't sniff and too it, hard. You're going to fall off no, a chair. No, too long. <laughs> and then you start autographing your books and it's the coolest effing feeling in the world oh, i so. even ordered a, a giant stack of like autographed by the author stickers <laughs> and i i wanted i've been seeing on tiktok all of these authors that i follow and they go in they're like i'm gonna sign every copy of my book in this target and they just go into target and just start signing their books and i'm like can i do that so I asked Vince, I'm like, am i allowed to just like walk into once barnes and noble orders my book just walk in and just start signing my books and he's like, yeah, just ask them. And then I felt really dumb because asking for permission to do that never even crossed my mind. I was like, <laughs> I was just fully planning to just like break in in the during business hours when they're open and just start signing my book. He's like, if they say no, then maybe you can go stealth mission if you really want to. But it didn't even cross my mind to be like, excuse me, these I wrote these. Here's my ID with the name that's on the cover. Can I autograph them and add my little autograph by the author sticker? Because it's technically adding value. Because in my mind, that's still destruction of property. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that my name on something would actually add value to it. But I guess since I'm the author, it does. So they're supposed to let you. 100% it does. Guaranteed. So speaking of value, hopefully you got some value out of this episode today. And hopefully we've inspired you a little bit to... Just take the step, just do it. You've probably already got the tools at your disposal to do everything you need to do to write your book and build your brand and become a more ingrained thought leader in your space. So do us a favor, if you did find some value, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so we can continue to bring you these episodes each and every week. Each and every week right here on Brandon. Yeah, I don't know how I got, that was so smooth too. And then I got tongue tied at the end. Anyways, I'm Larry Roberts. And I'm Sarah Lucy. We'll talk to you next week.